sauce. In the kitchen whipping sauce. Kitchen whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping, whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping sauce. Texture dripping with the sauce. Dripping with the sauce. Finesse getting it with the sauce. Getting it with the sauce. In the kitchen whipping sauce. Kitchen whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping, whipping sauce. Whipping, whipping sauce. My texture dripping with the sauce. Flexing on it with the sauce. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chef Like TV. Uh, I have a, a one of the dopest chefs in LA. <laughs> um, his name is uh, Chef Nate Santana. He is a uh, he is a can of chef. Is that how you, is that how I introduce you a a, a can of chef? I, I think that's how they I think that's how they call it. Awesome, awesome. So, um, just talk me about yourself a little bit, bro, before I ask you all these questions. Uh, so my name's Nate. Obviously, you guys know that already. I'm 31. I'm a chef out here in Los Angeles. Um, you know, right now times are tough, so none of us are cooking. But, you know, I moved out here about 10 years ago with a dream, and I've been following it ever since. Um, you know, being able to cook, cook with cannabis and everything now and, you know, you know, just explore our, our culinary world with different ingredients. It's, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, there's a lot of flavor that goes on with cannabis, just like there does with spices that you get from different countries. And it's the same thing with weed, you know what I'm saying? If it's grown right, done right. And, you know, you treat it like your babies, you, you know, grow for flavor and you can get something really magical out of it. Um, and it's really cool to ex- share that with people so they can experience it because a lot of people are skeptical on uh, smoking weed and, you know, using cannabis in their food. But if you introduce it to them, right, and you educate them, you're, more likely to ease into somebody that's never tried it before and that actually really enjoys it. So, um, you know, it's been a real pleasure to be able to do that. And obviously, you know, I run a restaurant here in LA too called Prune Proper. I'm the chef de cuisine over there. Uh, We do high-end Southern hospitality. Um, I've been there for a little over a year now. Before I was there, uh, I was the executive sous over at the Wallace for Joel Miller. And I spent five years there. Um, that's where I really learned a lot about myself, about being a chef, you know, a person, everything. Joel taught me a lot. Um, you know, I really thank him for that. You know, he, he's always been a good friend of mine ever since I left. And um, I think that's where I got my wings, I guess you could say that, you know, because I wasn't shit before. And then he really let me... Uh, spread my wings over there he let me put my he let me put food on the menu you know he kind of let me be my own person and it was really awesome so i read about i read your bio of course and i read about chef joe miller yeah and his his dishes are mediterranean inspired right yeah mediterranean inspired um joel worked at um i can't think of the name right now but he worked Oh, Cleo. He he worked at Cleo for a, he was at Cleo for a while. And that's where a lot of his Mediterranean inspired food comes from, and a lot of his flavors. Because um, Joel is also, I believe he's uh, he's I don't want to say Mexican, but uh, he's like he's Jewish and part something else. I, I forgot, but you know he does a lot of you know Hispanic and Mediterranean like influence style food, which I like a lot. And that's the kind of flavor that I like to I like to cook with. Dude, I I, I follow you on the gram, and you be making like some legit Mexican food, like tortas and all types of shit, bro. Like, your oh, shit yeah. looks good, fam. Like your food looks bomb. 
Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. I mean, I just, I like to cook food that I like to eat and I like to cook food that, you know, that is approachable to everybody. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about flavor and taste and does it taste good? Like, you know, I see a lot of the, you know, everybody that does fine dining and, you know, that has like 30 million different ingredients on the plate. And it makes sense. Obviously, you know, it tastes great, but it's like, you know, simple is better, you know, I think. I like more simple things that take a lot more technique, like curing meats or making fucking tortillas and shit, you know? So, you know, I've, you know, excuse me, coming up in kitchens in New York City, anywhere, uh, you work with a lot of Mexican cooks. Yeah. And it skips me, man. And you had it on your Instagram, the crunchy, you, you, you roll them up and then you fry them. Oh, the flautas? Oh, bro, them shits right there, dude. You, you had some up on your Instagram, dude. I was like, yo, I could go for that right now. Those oh, yeah, man. bomb. Yeah, um, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff from my grandmother, too. Um, but, you know, like, I kind of just took it upon my own self to learn how to do tortillas, to learn how to, you know, make different styles of moles. And I read a lot. I eat a lot. I go out to eat a lot. I mean... You know, that's, I guess that's what we do as chefs. I like to go out to eat. I like to, you know, hang out with friends and, you know, try new things. I've been on a burger kick lately, so I've been going out and trying all these smash burgers at different places. It's just something about burgers sometimes, bro. You get you a good fucking burger, man, with some crunchy fucking, with some crispy fries, man. You're fucking good. Exactly. And it's like, it's so simple and it's so good, you know, like, it's just like the fucking taco, like. You know, it's literally a tortilla with really good flavored meat and uh, some simple ingredients such as cilantro and onion. You don't got to do much to it, but it, it, nah, it, if, you, if you do it right, it's fucking fantastic. And it's like, it brings back a memory, you know? Listen, um, speaking about that and speaking in that way, you know, people say it's, it's not it's not hard to fuck up a burger. But nowadays, that a lot of chefs are getting into making burgers. It's you can fuck up a burger, man. Oh yeah, hell yeah! It's all about how you cook it. The meat, the kind of buns you're using, the condiments. Like, yeah, you can go get a generic piece of meat, you know, some ground from the store, slice it up, and I'm sure it'll be delicious. But like, you know, it's like when you start experimenting with different cuts of meat, like you know, brisket and chuck and yeah. you know, ground all those up. It's like you get a, such a different flavor from all the fat that's in there, and it's like. You know, the ground beef you're getting from the store, there's no marbling, there's no no nothing. So it's like, it comes, they'll still be juicy, but half the time your shit's going to be dry. Like a fucking hockey puck. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, who wants, to eat, who wants to eat that shit? It's funny, too, because, like, um, some of the guys that I work with, you know, they all grew up in, like, South Central, the hood, and everything like that. And uh, they always get burgers at work because we have a really good burger. And I always okay. ask them, like, how do you want your burger cooked? They're like fucking well i'm like what the fuck are you talking about you want it well he goes he goes i want a hood burger there ain't no there ain't no medium rares in the hood i'm like jesus christ yeah you, his you know why there's no medium well burgers in the hood because the quality of food we get is not that good bro yep exactly you know what I'm saying? Like, i think that everybody should have access to good quality food like you know like i see like everything that's fucking going on right now man you know I, people are out there buying up fucking toilet paper and all this stock of this shit and like dried canned vegetables and frozen vegetables is like jesus christ there's not a fucking food shortage i see corn sitting right there why don't you learn how to cook mm. i'll tell you something my wife is 
I told them, like, you should be that that, that meme that's going around saying, um, oh, I wish you had a chef who was quarantined or whatever, right? Uh-huh. I told my wife that. She says, listen, I'm not complaining. Cause, man, I've been throwing down in the house the past few days, bro. Like, yeah. Everybody's eating great in this house, man. That's how I feel, too. It's like, if we're going to be fucking stuck at home, we're going to be eating good. Yeah, man. And, and I'm not making all this fancy shit, bro. I'm making a rock, I'm making fucking rice and beans. I'm making fucking uh, roasted chicken, uh, boiled cassava with pickled onions. I'm going, I'm taking it back, bro. You know what I'm hell, saying? Hell yeah, that's what I've been doing, man. And <laughs> beef stews, you know, chicken and rice soup. And it's like, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it just feels better when you do it yourself. And it's like, you do it with your hands and you sit down and eat. You're like, damn, that's fucking good. Yeah, man. And you're at home just chilling, bro. Exactly. Um, You know, I had, I just interviewed a chef from London and I keep telling myself I have to stop saying um when I'm interviewing. Because, you know, this whole podcast thing, bro, I just winged it. I said, fuck it. I'm doing it. I have no experience doing this shit, but I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah, why not? It's like, it's a good, it's a great way to connect with people. And it's like, why not? Like, make friends in other cities, other states, other countries. It's like, because then once you do that, it's like, you know, you got a friend for life. You go out there and they're going to take care of you. Dude, I'm trying to listen, man. Once this shit is... Like, I always told myself that, I, that I'm, I'm going to travel more, but after this shit, bro, listen, man. Oh, yeah, I'm going everywhere. Yeah, bro. Take take a weekend, leave Friday night, come back Sunday, go to work Monday. Like, yeah, that's yeah. type of shit, that's type of shit that, that I'm going to be on after this shit, because this shit is insane. Yeah, trust me, this whole time off has been great, but it's like, all right, like, let's fucking it, figure this out. It catches up, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking, I don't know. I don't even know what to do. <sighs> listen, man, write a book. Uh, dude, read. I, I, I've been telling myself, listen, I have all these cookbooks in the house, right? I mean, I have all of, all, all of Thomas Keller's collection. I have, like, people from Brazil, Mexico. I got, um, what's the, uh, Enrique, oh, um, Enrique uh, Yo, his cookbook is fire, bro. Oh, yeah, it's great. His cookbook is fire. So I just been, like, you know, just skimming through shit, reading shit. Putting shit in my notepad when I can, and you know, man. just having fun, man. You you gotta stay busy, man, especially in the house, because if not, you're gonna go fucking stir crazy. Oh yeah, I, I got it. I did. I'm organizing my cabinets. I, I hung shit up in my kitchen. I mean, that, that's why I started making tortillas the other night. I was like, fuck it, I got the time. Like, why not just do it? Like, brush up on Dude, my skills and. I honestly think you should start some shit where you, because I see all these other chefs and they're doing a great job, especially out here. You got chill cooker. Chef Kelvin, they doing this thing where they show people how to cook food in 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 your house. Yeah, you should I start was thinking that about that. Like, Dude, like live, your food like is fucking fire. You should do that Thanks, shit, brother. I really appreciate that. You should do that shit, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there, especially because you know, we all touch bases on cultures that you know that we live in different regions and stuff like that. Especially you with your Mexican food, bro, and the shit you're doing over there, bro. If you do like an IGTV and then you show it live, I'm pretty sure. People will fucking follow and spread the word, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get my kitchen set up so I can do that. And, uh, you know, so I like I live in a little studio apartment right now, so things are a little tight. But, you know, I make it work. So I'm trying to get my kitchen set up so we get to do more live cooking. And uh, hopefully I can do some over here at my girl's house, too, because she has a bigger kitchen. But, um, you know, I wanted to do that to hopefully pass the time and. Keep yeah. people inspired, you know, to keep cooking, like, you know, keep keep the positive vibes going because that's all we really have right now. And, like, we just got to fucking stay fucking positive because what else are we going to do? Sure. You know, like, I'm doing, sitting, 
walking around outside right now. It's like I try to sit down, but it's like I can't sit down. Like my body is just like. Well, you gotta like, keep moving a little bit. You gotta keep just going back and forth and shit. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's get. I know we got a little bit off topic. My bad. Let's get back to no, topic. No, it's all good. Okay. So, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Chef Sammy. Sammy Montour. Montour. Right, and that's where you work for now, and it's Southern based cuisine. Yeah, right? so, yeah, so Sammy's you, from uh, North Carolina. So do you have a challenge going from Mediterranean to Southern cuisine, or was that just yeah. easy for you? Well, it was actually, it, I don't want to say it was easy. It was actually a challenge because it's like I've never really cooked much Southern food. Like, you know, and it's like, what do you classify as Southern food? People think Southern food is just fried chicken and, you know, collard greens and stuff like that, but it's really not. There's a lot more value that goes into it. It's a lot more, a lot more okay. technique. People think that, you know, Southern food is just super heavy shit, but it's not. It's like if people understand, understood what Creole, all that means, it, you know, it's like a melting pot of different cuisines. So I try to take Southern ingredients and use different techniques, you know, in different cuisines. Like um, I just did this shishito pepper dish and I love XO sauce, which is very Japanese. Mm. And it's traditionally made with, you know, dried shrimp, dried scallop. And like you know, bacon or something. But I went and did made an exo sauce with crunchy ham and dried crawfish heads. And instead of you know the traditional mirepoix that would that you like you would use an exo, I use you know the holy trinity: bell pepper, celery, you know, anahans, jalapeno, country ham. And it's like instead of fucking you know some sesame oil, I still use some Japanese stuff in there. But it's like instead of you know mirin and stuff like that, I used whiskey. You know, so it's just tweaking little things like that. You know, to not take away from what you're trying to do, but still giving it that southern vibe. It's like, you know, it's like I made a fucking bene seed and, and uh, dried seaweed and dried crawfish had togarashi. So it's like, you know, it's still, it's Japanese, but everything in there is southern flavors. It's southern fucking See, technique. The way you twist like, it, the, the way you twist it like that and you bring in southern cuisine, that's dope. I would have never thought to do some shit like that. You see yeah, and like, not... you know, Sammy's got a lot of Lebanese... His dad's uh, part Lebanese, so it's like there's still the Mediterranean vibe there, which is really cool. Because we just did this right before all the shit happened. We just I made a really good baba ganoush, and you know California tomatoes are came in season super early, so we did a nice little it's you know a southern Mediterranean dish with baba ganoush. We pickled green tomatoes, regular just fresh tomato. We made a smoked harissa. So it's like it's just taking those like small little tweaks and ingredients and techniques and just kind of making it your own. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. there are no I, rules in food, you know what I'm saying? Like what rules? There are no rules. Do what you want. You know, it's it's great that we reached that level of uh, of cuisine now cuz back in the day it was like, "Oh, you put it this on that? How fucking dare you?" You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. It's I mean, good that it's changing. A, that's That's the Massimo the Bastia Francesca. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're breaking up a little bit, bro. Can you say that again? Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, so um, what I was saying was when Massimo opened up uh, Austria Francesca in Modena, like, you know, he was hated on. People were like, you know, what the fuck are you feeding us? This yep. isn't, you know, real yep. Italian food. But then people, like, opened up their eyes and then they finally started to eat and taste. And they're like, wow, this brings me back to home different technique but same flavor he's a fucking beast bro 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've been watching all of his IG TV videos of him. You know, we're all stuck in the house right now. So it's like, what else are we going to do? You know, we've been I've been sending shot challenges to my homies and, you know, across the world. And like that's the only way we can connect right now. And it's so sad because we desire such physical connection all the time because we are in the service industry and we are fucking trying to make people happy every day. And like we strive for that physical connection. And that's all been taken away from us right now. And it fucking sucks, man. So, um, I mean... So... Ahead, sorry. No, that's cool. Listen, man, we just... Listen, man. We're just we vibing. To, we vibing. We don't have to be all stuck up with this shit. We chilling, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of my shit. I, I, I watch all these other podcasts and people be all stuck up and shit. Nah, that's not what I want. I want this to be the most professional, unprofessional chef podcast series, bro. If that makes What's any that? kind of sense. Um... <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard, but uh, or you saw it on my uh, on my Instagram. But uh, I was on the show for Netflix that'll be coming out in a month. Oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. It's a cannabis cooking show, so everybody's got to we got everyone's got to check that out. It's gonna be really good, dude. Um, I they had a show before, right? And who's I keep forgetting her name? Adrian Drummer, right? She's out there with you guys, no? In L.A. I think so, yeah. Yeah. She did a competition, but was she in this season? Was I don't she in this know. One? So the the show that was before was called Cooking on High or something like Cooking. Yeah, that's the one. Cooking on High or something like that. So it was a, it's a little bit different. Uh, my buddy Luke Reyes was actually one of the first content. I think she he was actually with her on the same episode. She made like a sandwich or something like that or they made sandwiches or some shit like that, something like that. But this one was a lot more like more professional, right? Like more, more professional, like, yeah. Like yeah. it was like chopped. You know what I'm saying? It's like we actually had like a full, like when I watched that show, it's like there was no cooking involved. Like I didn't see anybody cook anything. So yeah, yeah. It's true. With it's this true. one, with this one, there's actually cooking involved. Like you know, we had I had a whole. We basically had like a whole kitchen, like a whole stage. It was our kitchen with blenders and you know, um, you know, we had nitrogen to use. We had everything, anything you That's can think of that dope. we had it there. So it's like it was, you know, you, you were timed. There was three rounds, and it's like, man, I tell you what, when you think forty five minutes is a long time to prep out something, man, that time goes fucking quick. Oh, forty five minutes ain't shit. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Forty five minutes is not enough time, bro. Hell no. <laughs> nah, man, that's not enough time. Um, so now, did they give you guys like different? But I don't want to like. Can you answer these questions, or you can't talk about it? Uh, I can talk about it a little bit. Like, okay, so, so so what they did is, like, at the very beginning, like, we did infusions. So the very first part of it, we did infusions. And so we had to infuse all of our stuff. And we had a bunch of different bud to choose from. And uh, we yeah, had... Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask you. That's dope. Yeah, we had, like, oils. We had, you know, you know, olive oils and, you know, anything that you can think of, like, we had. And um, I don't know if you heard of him, uh, Chris. I forgot his last name, but he goes by the Herbal Chef. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he was the there. With us. Yeah, he was there with us, um, and he was able to help us out with, you know, I know how to do most of the dosing and everything like that, but he was a big help with like all the mathematics and everything. Because, dosing is hard, bro. It's hard. Yeah, it's really, it's it's really hard, and you know, like, you know, without him, like, you know, he, I mean, I know how to do it, but he really taught me how to do it better. See, now the fact that you had him showing you some shit, that's fucking awesome. 
right? Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Like, uh, I didn't even know, like, after the show was over and everything, like, I didn't even know he lived in downtown. And, you know, he came into the restaurant a couple times. And, he, you know, he's really nice. He's fucking very positive, good personality. You know, he's good people to have on your side. Shit, man. Listen, man. Listen, listen, man. I'm happy for you. I'm proud. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been following you for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the fact that you you live out there and you transform that to that, that's cool, right? Because a lot of people can't can't do what canon chefs do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And fuck I mean, it. I, I was I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I myself try to do it and I did a good job, but not a great job. I'm not I mean it's all trial and it's all trial and error, you know? It's like you gotta try. It's like if you don't fuck up then you're not mm-hmm. learning. Yeah. That's true. That's absolutely true. Like, so, as myself as a chef, I fuck up all the time, but I learn from it. You know, yeah. you never admit your faults because you got to be that one that's, you know, that's it, you know, the leader and you got to show show power and everything. But, you know, like, we all fuck up. You know, everybody fucks up, but it's like, what did you learn from it? Yeah, man. You know, like, you know, my the one thing I ask my cooks all the time when, you know, they want to learn more, it's like, do you know how to fix a broken sauce? Do you know why a sauce is breaking? That's not a lot of cooks know why that's doing that now so it's like you know i try to you got to try to get you got to get back to the basics before you get to the to the real shit you know now you went to culinary school yes yes i went to um the art institute right here in north hollywood okay now speaking about getting back to the basics right do you so i myself went to to the cordon bleu graduated great fine but do you feel like it was worth it or you feel like you should have just started from the bottom and worked your way up um i mean i did start from the bottom i, I washed dishes first and then you know this is true this is true then i i prepped and i uh you know then i started cooking on the line eventually but um was it worth it yeah i mean you know like i didn't get to graduate high school i didn't i didn't walk i you know i fucked up as a kid i was on independent study you know i feel like i really took that away from my parents because you know my dad didn't get to walk to high school or anything like that too. So it was like, you know, I could go back to school, but I can go back to culinary school and then, you know, I can enjoy going to school for something that I'm already doing and, you know, give, you know, let my parents have like a nice satisfaction of seeing their kid graduate college. And like, yeah. it was really a cool moment for me too, because I was never really good in school. Um, I mean, I did school all the time to go snowboarding, to hang out with my friends, to go eat shockingly. Um, but, you know, you know, going through college and like you know i graduated with honors and like that really surprised myself you know and it's like if you really put your, if you really, like <laughs> thank you if you really put your head down and you know fucking do the work you can accomplish anything you know i had a dream and like i still do it i'm not gonna let this fucking whatever's going on stop me you know i'm gonna keep cooking i'm gonna keep working you know even if it's from home you know we have to it's like it's, it's what it's in our blood you know culinary school culinary school taught me you know yeah it taught me the basics it it taught me some things did i learn yes absolutely did i learn more being in the industry absolutely um but you know i'm not gonna shit on it because you know everybody out there is like oh why'd you go to culinary school you know even in the industry song song but it's like they do really teach you some stuff that you can't get from the chef like if you really think about it you work for a high-end chef that's running a really high-end restaurant, they don't got time to teach you the basics. They don't got time to teach you what a batonet cut is, a brunoise, you know. You know, I like to show my cooks that, the ones that don't have the opportunity to go to culinary school. It's like, 
you know, how to cut things properly. And it's like, I learned that shit from culinary school because I was just in, you know, the mom and pop shops where mm. it wasn't as so into it like that. So like once I started learning how to do shit like that, like I started getting more and more into it. And like, I enjoyed going to school. I made really good friends and, you know, not a lot of people that I went to culinary school with are cooking still. And, you know, there's only Same. very few, few of us, few of us that are still cooking. And it's like, right. I get it, you know, hardships, money. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like, if you really, really fucking want it, you can fucking do it. You know, when you put it in that perspective, yeah. You know, I, yeah. You know, you just like, just spoke some it's, shit now to where I see it differently. Because at first I was really upset that I went to culinary school. But now that I, that I look at it and the way you're saying it, right? Um, a, a lot of my friends that I, was, that, that I went to school with are not cooks anymore. I'm not even trying to pursue on our chefs. And it makes me appreciate the fact that I'm a chef and I stuck with it. So yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, man. Fuck it, you know it. You know when I was in culinary school, there was people talking about, yeah, I'm gonna open up a restaurant right when I get out of school, and I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, had none of you have even worked in, in this industry yet? Like, nobody knows how hard it is and how much you really have to fucking sacrifice. I've sacrificed birthdays. I've sacrificed seeing my family. I've sacrificed talk about so much. To fucking get to where I'm at, and it, it took me. It doesn't. It's not easy. It took me five or six years, but like in those five or six years, it you know I learned a lot of lessons. I was you know you know de- depression's a motherfucker, and it'll get to you if you know, you know if you let that take over because you are not in your family, you are not seeing your friends. You know you're working on the weekend while all your buddies are out getting trashed or you know whatever. But it's like once I got over that and like I knew I didn't need that, it's like that's when you'll really start to shine because you're too eager to get out with your buddies and have your days off. But, you know, you're not focused while you're at work. And you got to really fucking focus because if you don't, you're going to crash. You know, to, you know, to cooking, quote... Cooking, is, cooking is giving me, has given everything to me that I have now and I'm so appreciative of it. I'm so glad I stuck with it. I wouldn't change anything. It's good to hear, man. I mean, I feel, I feel, you know, I, I feel the same way. If if it wasn't for me being a chef, I would never met my wife. You know, so same, same, man. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for me being a chef, I, you know, I probably would have traveled. I probably would have seen the world. But it's like, I was in Rome in October with Chef Sammy, and we went out there. He invited me actually because he was invited. He's part of Seafood Watch, and he does a lot of this stuff with sustainability. And our restaurant's all about sustainability. You know, we we just went carbon free this year. Oh, no carbon yeah. footprints, you know. We compost everything, and um, you know we have a non-waste bar program. So we, you know, everything gets used, the skins, that you know. So it's a no-waste bar program, and we actually got invited to go to Rome for World Food Day, and it was literally the best experience that I've ever fucking had, dude. That's like, fucking awesome. Like we went to we went to Rome, you know. We met up with uh, Christina. I forgot her last name, but everybody knows who she is. She's, you know, she's the lady that has the pink hair. She's a really famous chef. She has a, a Michelin star restaurant out there in Rome, and she was part of, you know, the team that we were on. And when we got there, it was five of us. It was me. It was a uh, chef Coco from uh, South Africa. Um, or it was Coco from Af- South Africa. A friend, my friend Mega from India. There was somebody else there, uh, Myra from Peru. So it's like. You have all these countries and everything coming together for like one single purpose, and it was amazing. You know, it's like, and then you have us from fucking Los Angeles. You're talking about Christina Bowerman. 
Yes, right. that's who it is. Yeah. Yep, I was. It was oh. crazy, man. It's like when we were when I was over there, and like we, you know, the first thing we did was we fucking went and got pizza at this place, and uh, where we stayed at, we were staying in this little town called Testaccio, and it was basically like you know, it felt like the Brooklyn of of Rome, you know, and um, it it was awesome, and um, you know, we got there, we ate, and it was amazing, and you know, we met Christina, and like she took us. You know, she took us to her restaurant. We got to dine at this Michelin star fucking restaurant. And, like, she sent us out, like, 15 courses. And, like, it's it, it's those connections that you make like that. Because I was just watching David Chang's new show. And, like, and, like he's sitting with Christina. Uh, you, uh, I, it was the new episode of Ugly Delicious. And he was sitting okay. with Christina. And, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, how cool is that that I could know her? That I can, I literally fucking got on my phone and I'm on Instagram, like hitting her up, like, guess what I'm watching on TV right now? And like, the fact that I was able to do that is fucking cool. That's awesome. Bro. That's and like, you know, if you watch uh, Nancy Silverton's episode of Chef's Table, you know, they're in Rome and they go to this pizza place, you know, that she talks about. That's what her, her concept of triple beam came from is this pizza place. They cut it for you and they weigh it. And, uh, as soon as that show, as soon as it starts, like I see her, like I, cause I hadn't seen it since I've been back from Rome, and she lo- literally goes to the same place, the very first place that Sammy took me to, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, that's where we were at. It's, it's crazy, you know, that you get to experience something like that, and then you come home, and it's like you're watching something that you've seen three times already, but now you're like, holy shit, I've been there. I know where she's at. I know what that tastes like, and I can taste the food in my mouth, and I'm like, fucking a. Dude, that that experience sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's like it's all from it's all from cooking, man. It's like, you know, cooking. Yeah, it's hard. We don't get paid a lot of money, but the memories that you store and you get to share and with people is is priceless. That's listen, man. That's that that was great. I wish I could experience something like that, man. You know, that's amazing. Um. Then I go saying um again. I hate saying um when I interview people, man. I have to break that habit. <laughs> I do that all the time. I do um or the or yeah. I hate. I'm trying to like correct myself with that. But to quote you, you said, "I love celebrating the Cali food and the culture that I grew up with while pushing the envelope on modern plant-based cuisine." Is plant-based food something you're just getting into, or you've been into that? I mean, I love vegetables. Who doesn't? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I really like to cook with cool vegetables and show that, you know, you don't, that they're delicious, you know? I, I Growing up, my family, like, my, I ate a lot at my grandmother's house, but my mom's kind of picky. So it's like, I didn't have, like, I guess the experience, I didn't get to experience really delicious vegetables because my mom never really cooked them that much. But, like, once I grew a palate and I, like, started making a little bit of money and, you know, working... You know, when I was younger, I would go out and eat and try different things. And, like, that's where, you know, at, you know, 13, 14 is when I really first started, like, eating really good vegetables. And I'm like, man, this shit is delicious. Like, you know, why do we cook this shit more at home? And it's like, my mom's, like, one of those persons, like, if she, like, she doesn't like it, she won't try it. You know what I'm saying? I, till to this day, I try to get her to try new things and she just won't do it. But it's like, man, if you only just gave it a chance, like, it's delicious. right? yeah, so it's like I really got into cooking with vegetables because it was something that I didn't have growing up. And it's like, it's fucking delicious, man. Like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm outside at my girl's house right now and I see this fucking grapefruit tree and I'm like, man, I'm going to pick one of these off and go wash it and eat it. Like, 
That's little dope. little little things like that like you know plant based like what and it, I think what I meant by plant based is you know more uh modern cooking with weed too. Yeah, okay. 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 So it's a little mix of vegetables and you know modern cooking with weed cuz like you know if you really like if you really really get into want to get into the history and the cooking of everything with weed like man it goes back to the BC BC era like you know people were using cannabis to smoke fish, to smoke pigs, to smoke you know, Damn. Work? Yeah, so it's like you really got to do your research, and you know, like an Indian Egyptian cuisine, like they use cannabis a lot, like back, back, back in the day. That's that's fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> so I mean, like a, you know, I technique. mean, so, so speaking about you and can of cuisine, right? Yeah. So you got into it. Um, I want to say. The past what two years or like longer than that? I mean, I was into it when I was in culinary school, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And then, um, like, I always told my friends when I was in culinary school, I was like, "Fuck, man, this would be badass to be able to cook beautiful dishes and add cannabis to it." But I didn't know how. I didn't have the means. You know, I was a broke, broke cook college student. You know. <laughs> so, so um, do you consider? So do you consider yourself a stoner or not? Oh, bro, I smoke weed every day. I wake up and wake and bake every morning. Every morning. Okay, so. like, But, like, I'm not, like, a lazy. Like, people think stoners are, like, lazy. Like, I'm not. Hell no. Hell no. I'm you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I can bro, smoke. it's 2020. I, if you think yeah, it's exactly. lazy, like, I can, fucking, I can, yeah. I can smoke and fucking go for a hike, you know? It's like, yeah, whatever. I'm a stoner. I don't give a fuck. I'm proud of it. I enjoy it. I, you know, I stopped smoking cigarettes. I, I. You know, I enjoy, you know, some cocktails every now and then. But it's like, I'd rather just, you know, roll this one up and just kick it with the homies. Like, get, dive into a book. Like, I actually really like to get stoned and just fucking cook. Like, I, you know, I hate to admit it, but, like, when I was working the line over at, you know, when I was working for Joel at the Wallace, like, there was a shop right by, right by, uh, right by our, right by our uh, restaurant. And so I would take my break at five. I was still, you know, I was the executive sue over there. So I would take my break by five, you know, after all the prep and everything is done, I got my orders in. Uh, 30, minutes before, 30 minutes before service, I would go over there and I'd take two fat ass dabs and I would just go run saute all night long. And like, Damn, I you took it to the just, next level, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I would just cook saute, but it's like, I, I fucking loved it. Like people were like, I don't know how you cook high all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just something like I, once I get into my groove and we start getting busy and things are coming in, you can't stop. Like, you know, I would do take two dads and do 250 covers. Oof. And, like, you know, like... I, I, will, there was, I will never dab, my brother. More more power to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, you know, like, I was cooking with Chef one night, and, like, it was uh, it was always me and him that would run saute together. You know, I was the executive suit, but I still cooked. You know, I liked that. I Even though I was there fucking 14 hours, like, I loved being on the oh, line. Oh, being on the line, bro. That's what, it, that's what it is, bro. Yo, as a sous chef, bro, if you're not on the line... I don't know what the fuck he's doing. That's our job, bro. We have to bring the we have to be that bridge between you know, cooks and chef, bro. That's ex- the ex- chef's job. Man. Exactly, and like as the CDC now, like I still work on the line with the boys. You know what I'm saying? Like I enjoy that shit. I want to be on the line with the boys. You know, just because I have a title and I'm your boss, like doesn't mean shit. I want to cook with you. I want to cook food. Like that's what I was born to do is cook food. And like you know, I, there was times I would work with Joel and like. I'd be, like, super stoned, but I didn't realize how fast I was cooking, and he'd be, like, you know, we had a big open pass, and I would just keep dropping saute pans in front of him to plate. He goes, hey, 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 
slow down, but I was like, sorry. Yeah. Hey. Shit. Listen, man. So the name of your company is is, is Culture Create so, and Destroy, or just Culture? The name of the company is Cultured, and then our slogan is Create and Destroy. Ah, uh, okay. I got that wrong. Okay, cool. So it's kind of like Thrasher, you know, Skate and Destroy, but we create with our hands and we destroy with our hands. Awesome. Awesome. And um, concept, so I, I got into that. That's when... So, yeah, back to the candles cooking. I, uh, fucking, I got into that, and then I met... Uh, I, I guess I get... Yeah, I can say his name now. Um, he's got a citizenship and everything. My buddy, Julian... Uh, he's from uh, Bordeaux in France, and his parents, uh, they grow yeah. wine. They do, they do, they do, they have, like, a, wine, a vineyard. And um, so he took that technique of, you know, all organic, everything from the vineyard, and put it into his bud. Oh, so, so he, you so you got the plug for the for the good yeah. wine. I mean, bro, so throw something my way, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's straight, you know, straight from the source to, you know, to the plate. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're taking that farm-to-table concept and really making it from farm-to-table because, you know, he has his farm. Yeah, he has his farm out here in L.A. Where? And, uh, yeah, it's out here in L.A. That's dope. That's uh, dope. You can find them on Instagram called Boda Farm California, and you can see, all, you know, I'll, I'll forward you his profile on Instagram. So yeah, definitely, bro, because, you know, I'm all about supporting and give a shout-out, so send it my way, and I will put it out there, bro. So he's the one that got me, you know, he's one that got me into you know people growing weed for flavor because he, so mm. he grows he grows for flavor you know i've seen some of the stuff he like obviously i've seen but like i you know i go to his farm and you know his plants are beautiful like i haven't seen something that beautiful it's just it's fucking beautiful but it tastes so good like he had um i forgot what strain it was but it literally tastes like uh passion fruit and guava and what? Like, you can taste the yeah man it's like it's crazy like this, he has this uh he has this string called Urkel Electric and man it tastes like blueberry lemon like that's oh, why I was use like oh. I use his buds and it's like you know people are like oh we gotta decarb it and we gotta make butters and you know we gotta make fucking oils and you know that's what we have to do to, to cook with cannabis but it's like no Bro, you I'm, don't like I'm already you don't need to cook it out like you look, take that I'm, flavor I'm 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 already thinking blueberry crumble I'm thinking fucking guava I mean passion fruit and the cod. I'm thinking all types of shit, bro. Too exactly, shit, dude. So it's like you take that flavor, and it's like, man, if you if you take a you know a piece of bud, you use a microplane, you take that flavor, you shave it real good on a microplane. It's like do, using citrus or or anything else. You're gonna release mm. all those oils and all those terpenes that give off that smell and the flavor. But you're you don't have to cook it. Yeah, you're not gonna get as high from it. But the fact that you're able to shave it into something. And really release all that flavor without overpowering it with a fucking terpene, and you're actually using the bud for its purpose as an herb. It's 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 there's there's endless endless things, you know, dehydrating it, making it into salts. Like you can do so much. Dude, that's awesome, bro. You got the shit down to the science. You know, it it it's just about tasting everything. It's like, man, I smell things, and I, like when I, I love weed, like I, I'm a big advocate of it. I think. It's a great medicine, but it's like the smell. The smell always gets me because it's always different. People say all weed smells the same, but it fucking doesn't. I don't, bro. My, it doesn't. My brother lives in, um, he used to live in uh, Susane City or Vallejo up there by San Fran. And when, and when he comes, you know, I I slow down from smoking butt. 
Yeah. Wake up, bro, when he comes, bro, he has his car. He brings some shit, bro. He brings some Cali over, bro. And I say, bro, I take like two pulls and I am good. Um, oh, bro, yeah. That shit, that shit is real, bro. The shit out there is the shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, and like he, he's not like he's he, you know he's not big yet because he doesn't want to sell out. He's like I'm not gonna fucking sell out to these big companies. Like all their like you know I go to shops like I still go to the shops in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Because the weed is so good. Like if you go to the right shop in the hood, but it's like all these shops that are open now. It's like you're buying weed from them and it's like fucking fifty five dollars an eighth most places, mm. and you're paying for the fucking packaging and the weed that you get is fucking. It's like fucking dirt, compressed compressed garbage. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm literally paying for the bottle that you're giving me. Like, I'd rather go to the hood. In the East Coast, we call that haraka, trash. Haraka. When it's trash, it's called haraka. (laughs) I'm going to start using that. Every time I smell something that's garbage, I'm like, that's haraka. That's haraka, bro. That's That's garbage, motherfucker. That's garbage out here, bro. Yo, um, does your boy have stuff in San Fran or no? Uh, not in well, he's just not local. San Fran, but he's yeah, he's just local. But okay. you know, off the record, if you needed something, there's plenty of ways we can get it to you. Well, um, I was off the record. Uh, my editor, you hear this? Off the record. Um, my um, my brother lives in San Fran, so is that still legal? That's still legal, right? Yeah, you can travel uh, with it anywhere. You can ship it. Uh, right. Everything's legal. Like they just passed the they just passed the law in L.A. Like. When you were able to travel and fly, you can fly with Bud out of LAX. But I think uh-huh. it's only I think it's only like a certain amount. No, I think you can only fly within like, Cali. your state, right? Like your yeah, Cali, like the San Fran or something. Like you could take Bud with you. I'm not sure though. I, I don't know if it's all domestic flights that you you can leave LAX and go to fucking New York because I know it's legal. Dude, I'm you know? I'm 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 gonna connect you with my brother in San Fran. He's he's like. He he just like you, bro. He wakes up and bake before he goes to work. He smoke on his break. He smoke on the way home. He smoke yep. before he goes to bed. So in the car. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna connect you with him, bro. Because if you saying shit like blueberry and passion fruit, that'd be dope, bro. Oh yeah, it's fire, dude. And like, you know, fucking um, when I went to Rome, <laughs> off the record again, I uh cryovac double cryovac actually an eighth, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna go for it, and I got it in. Whoa. I put it in. I put it in my fucking luggage, and I double cryovacked it. I rolled it in my pants, and it's like I got there, and I'm like, fuck. I hope it's there, cause it's like, what are they really gonna say? It's an eighth, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm trying to smuggle fucking kilos of cocaine into there. Still, and, bro, uh, fucking bugging me. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I, dude, I got there. I got there, and I like, I opened up my luggage, and I fucking unrolled my pants, and it was still there. I'm like, yes. Oh man, you tripping, bro? I ain't taking no international flight with nothing. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going for it because I had my pen with me too. I had my stizzy, so I was like, it's a fucking 13 hour flight, and I was, I'm literally in the plane in the bathroom, like hitting my stizzy. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Oh, you got balls, my guy. I can't do no shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are they gonna do? Kick me off the plane? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But boy, if customs gets a hold of you, though, dog. (laughs) Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it it looks like a fucking jewel pen, so it's like, what are like? Yeah, I'm telling yeah, us, you know. It's still dope, though, man. You, you was probably chilling on that flight, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I got trashed at the airport. Then I woke up and got trashed again on the flight and then went back to sleep. Cool. All right. Back, we're back on the record now, my brother. All right. Yeah. Um, so, what's your favorite bud to cook with? Um, It depends. 
if I'm cooking, if I want to do like meats and stews, I'm going to use something that's more like piney, like an OG. Um, or, but if I'm doing like, you know, you know, you're doing something fresh, I like to use like citrusy, like super lemon haze, cherry pie. Um, mm-hmm. Gorilla glue is actually a really good strain to cook with that I like. I really like sour diesel because it's very, it has a good lemony and orange taste to it. Okay. I, I, I think one of my favorite strains, and you don't see a lot, a lot now, is sour diesel. And I know that's a big East Coast uh, East Coast strain. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually one of my favorites, smoke White Widow, like, you know, yeah, all the OG, the OG strains, you know what I'm saying? The, the ones you don't see anymore, LA Confidential, Northern Lights. Girl Scout Cookies. Mm-hmm. Girl Scout Cookies, yep. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just got some, I got my hands on some Bubba Kush the other day, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen this in so long, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. Damn, bro. That's the type of shit you cook with. Imagine, the, I mean, I know you don't cook for people to get high. You cook to, for them to get mellowed out, right? Yeah, it's a, it's all about to be mellow. It's for the flavor. I cook for people to, to that want to experience something that they haven't experienced yet, to give them an opportunity. You know, it's like, it's not about getting people high. It's about sharing an experience with them and opening their mind up and showing them that it's not as bad as they think it is. Absolutely, yeah. That listen, bro. You took two things you love and turned it into one. That's you accomplish a lot just doing that right there, man. And you're getting paid for it, so it's awesome. Oh yeah, and it's, you know I I'm thankful for it every single fucking day that I'm able to do it. Like you know, it's the, the fact that I can cook and you know use all these cool ingredients. Like it's amazing. Like. I don't know. I just, you know, there's no words to put it. It's just I'm, I'm thankful. So now, let's keep it running for a second. Have you ever gotten somebody way too fucked up from your um, can of cooking? Um, at an event, no. But trial and error, yes. Yeah. Give me, give me the best story you have right exactly. now. Well, it's, it's it's myself. So. Uh, we were, I was just trying, you know, different techniques and different things. And I made, uh, what did I make? I think it was, I made like a stew or something. And I just, I think I just added a little too much. And like I ate and I, and I ate and I'm like, man, this tastes great. The flavor is good. I was like, but I don't feel anything yet. Same thing. You know, it was when I was first starting to do it. Yeah. So I, you know, added a little bit more and same thing with, uh, you know, one of your buddies. I was like, holy shit, I'm way too high right now. <laughs> but, um. Dude. No, I haven't gotten anybody too high at, at an event, thankfully, because you don't want to do that. I don't want no one calling the cops because if that's, you get somebody too, somebody too high. That's what scares like, me, bro. I, when I did my two my two dinners, that's what scared me. If I get somebody yeah, so too like, high, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and like, so when I do my events, I make everybody sign a waiver. Mm, it's, you know, they're okay. private, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're technically not supposed to, you know, charge for it. So it's, you know, mm. quote unquote donations. Copy. And um, so it's like I make I make I, I tie up of a waiver like hey saying like this is what you're doing you're consuming like you can't call it like if you get too high it's on you because people are you know I dose microdose my my dishes so if I'm doing five courses it's gonna be like a two milligram dose in every dish because mm-hmm. I don't want people to get too high Copy. but if you're like me to have a little tolerance built up and you want a little more i'll give you a little more but people are smoking and drinking too at the same time so i tell yeah. them like be careful because if you get too fucked up that's on you 
I'm confused. I thought, you know, now in L.A. you could charge for that, no? Well, you can, but it's like you have to have a license. Copy. So, like, there's different there's different platforms that you can go on that allow people like us that are still, I guess, you could call it underground, that are still doing underground events, um, you know, to have that platform that we can promote and everything. Like, you can promote, but, you know, you don't want to – you see the you see the charge for the tickets and everything kind of when you go to that platform you don't put I don't ever put an amount of how much it is like I always direct them back to the link and, and you always um, put like you you always say CBD not THC right that's the, that, that's the key yeah word. I always say yeah. CBD instead of THC but yeah. once you go to our platform and then you know you learn about the experience like you know we are using THC um, my buddy Manny Mendoza shout out to him out there in Chicago he he runs Herbal Notes. And, you know, he's doing great things out there in Chicago, too, man. There, you know, he was on, and I, it breaks my heart because he was on a really big path to really fucking getting marijuana and cannabis accepted out there, you know. He yeah. was doing events at restaurants, and, you know, he, you know, you know, there's people bringing their kids and everything. You know, like, it's, it was, like, family-oriented, like, yeah. you know, because people are open-minded, and they want to learn. They're like, you know, and, you know, what he's doing right now with Herbal Notes is... is it's pretty fucking amazing and like i want to get there with cultured you know you know he really had take the step you know he worked but he really you know had a team behind him to really get this up and going i've been trying to do cultured by myself and it's like i know that's not an excuse but you know day day to day life like running the restaurant and everything kind of came first before before my whole cannabis thing it's like now it's like fuck it i got all this time i'm gonna put everything that i you know since i'm not working i'm gonna put everything that i have in a cultured while I have this time right now to sit at home and really get this going. And I really hope like, you know, this show brings more awareness to it. And like, it kind of like helps like blow it up a little bit more, but still more awareness. Dude. Well, you know, dude, why don't you off the record? Why don't you just fucking do it now, bro? Like send people messages and send some people to come to your crib and you do it at home for like 15 people, bro. And just charge. So that's what I'm trying to do is, you know, I want to get a loft out here in downtown LA and do private private dinners at my house. 10, 15 people, you know, 100 bucks, six courses. You'll get a gift bag when you come in here. You know, we'll roll some joints. We'll have some fun. Fuck it, bro. I mean, even even, even doing this quarantine shit, who the fuck is going to know? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Bro, just fucking do it, man. That's what, that, you know, that's what I'm going to... We're working on it. Like, me and my buddy are, have been talking about it. He goes, dude, I... He's like, I can't not like make drinks. You know, he's our one of my, he's my bar manager. And he's like, we need, we should find a space to do some pop ups, like 10, 15 people. He goes, I know we're not supposed to be around people, but like, this is what we do. And I'm like, I know. And like, I kind of took this week to chill out to see what the fuck was going on and, you know, how serious this is really getting. And it's like, now it's like, all right, let's do this. Like, next week, it's like all gas, no breaks. And just for nothing, you could probably charge a little more because there's no fucking restaurants open out here, bro. Yep. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. All right, let's let's get back on the record now. <laughs> so, um, at the end of the show, I ask people the basic three questions that I always ask them because you know, it, for for me, these two questions shows a chef's personality. So I'm gonna start off and say, what was the first dish you made that had you feel like, yo, I got the chef shit down pat? Uh, I think it was the first dish that I made was like I got it down is when. I, it was super simple. It was just a purslane and plum salad over at the Wallace. It was the first dish that uh, Joel let me put okay. on the menu. 
and uh, it was a purslane salad with plum, uh, plums, figs, uh, picked purslane, some goat cheese cream, and a green harissa vinaigrette with uh, a uh, almond granola. Damn. Like I took a picture of it and I plated it up and like and I'm like I looked at it and I'm like damn I was like I was really that was like the aha proud of it for me when it was I was very proud of it and like I gave it to him and I because I had made dishes for him before you know what I'm saying he goes oh it needs more work needs more work and like I gave him this like that's why I was like you know simple cooking is like that's when I discovered like you know simpler is better you know let's cut the cut the bullshit and let the ingredients shine and I presented him the salad and he was like this is really fucking good because this is going on the menu tonight and I'm like. Hell yeah. That's fucking dope. And then ever since then, it's just fucking, you know, it's like, you know, you, you have to cook for people. And it's like, what are they going to tell you? Like, if they don't like it, like, I'd rather get their honest opinion. You know, I would give Joel a dish, you know, once a week. And, you know, because I, I just wanted his feedback. Yeah. That shows passion too, man. It shows passion when you make a dish and you show it to the person that, you know, that's helping you out and you... Every week they come and they, you know, they start noticing shit like that. You feel me? Yeah, and like you know, like there's this other dish that I did that was that I was really proud of because I love chorizo, like chorizo con papas. That's like one of my favorite things to eat. And I was like, man, we should like I, I found this lady over here in uh, K Town. She has this little uh, tortilleria, and I was able to get blue corn tortilla like tostadas like made Word. from her. Word. And uh, so I did like a tostada dish. It was octopus and like like octopus and papas, but. You know, we braised the octopus and I made basically like a chorizo marinade. So you picked it up in the pan and like we marinated the octopus in the chorizo marinade. Because people think chorizo is like, it's only pork. But there's, it's what's going inside of it. It's the marinade, mm-hmm. the, the spices. So, you know, we, we made basically octopus chorizo and oh. we picked it up in a pan. We just basically, it was super basic, but it was just roasted potatoes, a salsa verde. And the octopus and uh, some cilantro and onion, and you know, finish it off with a little bit of crema and some onion and radish sprouts. And it's like, man, it took it literally took me back to like eating with my grandparents. Bro, you I know? have to get out the fucking Cali, bro. You guys make some pop fucking food out there, bro. You got me hungry, shit. Just now explaining that dish, bro. I know. I'm getting, I'm getting hungry right now. I'm like, man, what fuck, do I eat? Man, I gotta make it out to Cali, bro. Like, fuck. Dude, that's honestly, it, if you, man. If you ever come out here, when well, when you do come out here, let me know. You know, we'll take care of you. Oh, bro, I'm. I listen, man. I've been trying to link up with Aaron. I've been trying to link up with you. I've been trying to link up with a lot of chefs out there in in, in L.A., man, because you guys are doing some bomb ass shit, man. Yeah, man, come out. Honestly, come out. Like, you know, I don't got a big place, but I definitely got a spot for you on my couch. Oh, say less, bro. Uh, what's what's people's biggest misconception about you as a chef, man? Um. Misconception? I don't know. I mean, I've never really had anybody like any like negative misconception about it. Um, maybe that people think that I know everything, but I don't. I'm still learning. And like this whole chef game is a learning curve. Like you're never not learning. So it's like when I don't have have the answers, it's like kind of like what you don't know. I'm like, no, I don't actually. Like teach me. Yeah, man. It's always good to be humble, bro. Always good to be humble. So it's like I think the misconception that all chefs get is that we know how to do everything, but we don't. Like we're all still learning every day. Yeah, man. You know, I I tell people all the time, man. Uh, where I work at now, even though it's corporate, the the dishwasher that worked at many restaurants, and when I'm cooking, man, he comes up. This is Mexican dude, man. 
And he tells me how to do shit, you know. Nah, put a little bit of lemon here. No way, pull a hito. I'm yo, and I listen, bro. Same, I listen. Same thing, I listen. man. This what, a couple of my dishwashers were the same. Like I learned how to make tortillas from my dishwasher. It's always good to be humble, bro. And like I learned how to like my other uh, Rosa. She was one of my dishwashers. She she is Salvadorian. She makes really good Salvadoran tamales or uh, tamales and pupusas. She knows. She taught me how to make pupusas and shit. And like, she knows I love I love pupusas. And like, it was my birthday, and obviously I was working. And she showed up to work. She handmade like thirty pupusas for all the staff and all of us so we can celebrate at work. And I'm like, this is like the most amazing thing that like I've ever seen. Like, you know, it's the power. It's the power of food that that something like that. You know, that's the power that food has to bring people together. Absolutely. Hey, uh, before we head out, you have anything you want to say uh, about anything? You can speak your mind, say what you want to say, brother. I mean, I just want everybody that's out there, especially us, you know, chefs, of cooks, us restaurant industry people, just to stay positive, man. You know, some crazy times that we're going through right now, and it's only going to get crazier. But I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And I think when it does get better, we're all going to come out on top. And, you know, I just just want everybody to stay positive and not get their head down, you know, continue to work, continue to work on yourself, you know, even though you can't go out to eat, cook at home, you know, stay with your loved ones, be positive, you know, and then when you do want to go out to eat, if you guys can fucking support your local restaurants, man, we all need your help right now. Um, Whether it's just buying a gift card or something, you know, or helping put, you know, donating to a charity to help put food on other people's tables. You know, that's what we need to do for each other right now. And, uh, you know, I just want want everybody to stay positive and uh, keep their heads up. Because, yeah. you know, we are all in this together. No matter what we think, we are all together. And, the, and the, the, we just got to ride it out. Hey, man. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, brother. Fucking, it, was, it was great chatting with you.